0: Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 23 of the podcast. I'm so glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of our monthly ministry partners and, of course, to you, the listener. Each of you make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team. Thank you for listening, and please continue to share this podcast. Let's keep spreading these messages of hope all around the world. And hey, if you're a new listener, I'm so glad you found us. Here at the Building Great Lives podcast, it's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. In today's episode, we're going to talk about self-image, both positive and negative, how they develop and how they affect our lives and then also how to overcome a negative self-image our self-image is very important now i'm not talking about being arrogant and i'm not talking about being so low that we let people run over us but i'm talking about having a positive self-image because we know who we are in christ a negative self-image will do nothing more than torment us, reminding us of our past. And I know people that are good people, anointed of God, that are still tormented by their past. I want to help you get over that. I want to help you get through that. I fully admit getting over a negative self-image is is a work in progress. It's not something that just happens at one time. Now, certainly God can do anything. However, learning to think different is generally something that takes time and work. I wanna give you some keys to help you develop a positive self-image. So you may be thinking, what are you referring to when you say self-image? Well, our self-image is our personal view. It's our mental picture of ourselves. Self-image is an internal dictionary that describes the characteristics we feel about ourselves. And they certainly include positive feelings and negative feelings. This internal dictionary begins developing when we are very young. Each positive and each negative life event adds to the mental dictionary. These entries become thought patterns that attempt to govern our lives. It happens to every one of us. We all have negative and positive things that happen to us, and these develop into thought patterns, and we must learn how to change the negative into a positive So that we are not governed or dictated by our negative experiences, that we then have a positive self-image. So our self-image is primarily formed in three ways. Praising, shaming, and reputation. To open that up just a little bit, praising is positive affirmation. Shaming is negative affirmation. And then repetition is the repeating of those things. So, for instance, praising. In other words, you would tell someone, you did a great job. You're doing really well. The way you did that was great. And so we affirm people in a positive manner. Then shaming would be, you will never accomplish anything in life. You have messed up over and over and over. That thing that happened to you was your fault. Now there is a vast difference between positive affirmation and negative affirmation. Both of them play a pivotal role in our development of self-image. They all play a role in our thought patterns. Psychologists have not been able to tell us why, but positive statements tend to not have the same effect as negative ones. In other words, when somebody says, you are beautiful, or you did a good job, even though that becomes part of our thought pattern, it does not appear to have the same impact as if someone said something hurtful. It's as if the human mind takes on the negative thoughts and holds on to them in a stronger manner that our emotions respond to the negative negative even greater than the positive. Now, while psychologists have not really been able to tell us why, it is my opinion this is a result of the fall of man. The negative tends to impact our lives longer than the positive. And then the third thing was repetition. So these thought patterns are things that we repeat over and over and over. It's like music set on loop that just plays continually one song after the next in our minds over and over and over. Then when something happens in our lives and we feel these feelings begin to rise up and we think, where did that come from? Well, it's because that thought has been reinforced by our thought patterns. So why does self-image matter and how does this relate to our spiritual well-being? because how we feel about ourselves affects every area of our lives in some way. Mentally, how we think. Emotionally, how we feel. Physically, how we respond. Relationally, how we connect to others. Spiritually, how we connect and respond to God. A negative self-image promotes insecurities that affect every one of our relationships, both physically and spiritually. Continually putting yourself down is a form of self-harm. How we feel about ourselves does not just affect our physical relationships, but it bleeds into our spiritual lives. Self-image matters because the enemy will use every negative Thought that you have felt about yourself against you. Self image matters because. We have to understand the enemy will bring up our past. He will bring up our pain, and he will try his best to convince us that we can't become because of what we have been through or what we have done. But I come to tell you the devil is a liar. If God be for you, who can be against you? God is wanting things to change in your life so that when you hear him calling you, to greater things. When you feel to step out whether it's in business or family or ministry, you know I am not my past. I am not what the enemy says I am. I am what God says I am. I'm going to stop that negative loop. I'm going to add new things to my internal dictionary. I'm going to begin to believe God instead Of the enemy. Recognizing and embracing what God has done for you will help you break free from the cycle of negative thoughts that has been controlling your life. And I know people that are good people that God has anointed. They allow the negative thoughts and patterns of the past to influence their responses today. And I want to help you break free from that. We see this happening to the children of Israel. In Numbers chapter 13, the Bible tells us a story of the children of Israel spying out the land of promise. When they come back from spying out the land, they brought back great reports of a land that flowed with milk and honey. That is a type of the provision of the land. They brought back a cluster of grapes so large it had to be carried on a staff between two people. The grapes were great. The land was plenteous. The promise was before them. But when they came back, the Bible says that Caleb's the people before Moses and said unto them, let us go up and possess the land for we are well able to overcome it. But the other 10 spies that went up, they brought a different report than Caleb and Joshua, for they said, we can't take the land. The cities are walled and there are giants there. We can't do this because they are of great stature but we are small and insignificant numbers 1333 said and they said we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so were we in their sight did you catch that Israel described themselves as grasshoppers, and they said, we are in our own sight grasshoppers, and because we were grasshoppers in our own sight, we were also grasshoppers in the sight of the enemy. How they saw themselves affected how the enemy saw them as well. Why did they think they were so small? Why did they think they were so insignificant? Who told them that they were small like a grasshopper? Who told them that they could not do it? I believe that as we think in our heart, we begin to manifest that. I believe because Israel had been enslaved for 430 years, they began to feel that they were small Because they were a people used to slavery. The Bible tells us in Genesis 15 and 16 that Israel were slaves for over four generations in Egypt. That's a long time for negative thought patterns to be ingrained in your mind. That is a long time for a father to a son to a son to a son to pass down. You are a slave you are nothing more than a slave. You will be nothing more than a slave. Your future is slavery. Your future is just serving at the will of a taskmaster. It is going to be who you are and what you do for generation after generation after generation. And I believe that when they faced the timing to cross the Red Sea and inherit the promise, I believe that the bigger giant that they encountered was not the ones on the other side of Jordan, the sons of Anak. The giant they encountered was their own self-image. They had to overcome the fact that there was a self-image problem. They did not see themselves as God's people. They did not see themselves as conquering by the authority of God. They did not see themselves walking in the promise. They saw themselves as slaves. That is a powerful type, and shadow, because the Bible tells us in Proverbs 23 and 7, "'For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he.'" That is a powerful type and shadow. As Israel was getting ready to walk into the promised land, they had to fight the fact that they still had the slave mentality. They were still fighting the fact that for generations, negative thoughts had been placed into their mind. They had developed thought patterns of we are not conquerors, We are slaves. And so it is in our own lives. When God gets ready to use us, many times. We battle our own self-image, the giant of our own negative self-views where we feel like that we are worthless because of things that we have experienced in our lives. However, when we come in contact with God, when we repent, when we're baptized in his name, filled with the Spirit, the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You may have gone through things in your past, but that's not who you are now. All things have become new. Not just your spirit renewed, but your mind becomes new. Everything becomes new when you have an encounter with Jesus. Everything changes. You are not who you were. You are what God has called you to be. You've got to stop thinking of yourself as the failure. You've got to stop thinking of yourself. I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost right now. You've got to stop thinking of yourself as all the mistakes or all the bad things that happened to you. You've got to stop relating yourself to the abuse that you went through or the pain that you suffered because now you have become something new in in Jesus. You are powerful. You are capable. You've got to change that thought pattern that's been in your life a long time. We always want to revert back to what we have gotten used to, and so when God wants to use us, the enemy comes in to remind us of our past, but it's time to develop a new self-image. It's time to break free of the negative self-image that's been holding you captive for years. You are not not who you used to be. You are a new creature in Christ. God wants to help us. God wants to give us some keys to breaking free from a negative self. Image. So let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about how to break free from those things. There are some key steps that we can take to experience change, to begin to view ourselves as the Lord views us instead of viewing ourselves through the lens of our pain. There's a really powerful story in the book of John chapter 1. John the Baptist is out preaching in the wilderness, and many people from Jerusalem, Judea, and the surrounding regions are coming out to hear John the Baptist preach. So many are repenting. Many are being baptized, so much so that word of him began to spread all around. Luke said, all men wondered in their hearts, is John the Baptist the Messiah or not? The Jews sent priests and Levites, probably members of the Sanhedrin, from Jerusalem to find out who John the Baptist was. They asked him, who are you? Are you the Christ? And John answered, I am not. They asked John, are you Elijah? And John answered, I am not. The priest and the Levites then asked, what sayest thou of thyself? And John said, I am the voice of one crying From the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. I want you to notice two powerful points are revealed in this story. John knew who he was, and John also knew what he was not. That is the first two keys to breaking the cycle of self image issues knowing who you are and knowing who you are not. The third thing is you've got to stop repeating the negative thoughts about yourself. If you keep telling yourself, I'm going to fail, if you keep reminding yourself of your painful past, if you keep rehearsing every abuse, mistake, or broken moment, you are creating and reinforcing negative thought patterns in your life. This will result in low self-esteem and reoccurring sense of shame and hopelessness. In order to change, you must break free from the negative thought patterns that's been playing on repeat in your mind. The devil will use those negative thought patterns to continually attack your wounded heart and keep it from healing. You need to know who you are, and you need to know who you are not. You've got to get that in your spirit. You are not who you were. You are who God has called you to be. Number one, you've got to know who you are. Number two, you've got to know who you are not. Number three, you've got to stop repeating negative thoughts about yourself. And the fourth key to replacing a negative thought pattern in our life is we need to replace the negative thoughts with what God says about us. We have to change our internal dialogue about ourselves. We do this by adding positive affirmations from God's word to our internal dictionary. Do you remember a few moments ago when I told you this powerful story found in John chapter one, where they ask, John, who are you? In John chapter one, verse 22, the priests and the Levites ask, what sayest thou? of thyself? That is a powerful question. Listener, what do you say about yourself? Who are you? What are you? When I ask the question, what sayest thou of thyself? What was the first thing that came to your mind? Was it, I'm worthless? I will never be anything? I'm a failure? It's all my fault? I'm so weak? I'm broken beyond repair. If you allow those thought patterns to persist, the enemy will work hard to convince you that those things are true. You will begin to believe you're broken beyond repair. You'll begin to believe you're broken beyond repair. You'll begin to believe that you'll never be healed. You'll begin to believe you'll never recover from the past. Hear me You are none of those things. You are valuable. You can do all things in Christ. You are not a failure. To break the cycle of negative thoughts, you must start replacing them with God's thoughts about you. If the first thing that went through your mind when I asked the question, what sayest thou of thyself, was these negative thoughts? then we need to replace them with what God says about us. So what should I be saying to myself? We've got to start replacing those negative thought patterns in our life with Scripture. What should the weak say? Well, Joel 3 and 10 says this, Let the weak say, I am strong. What should those with a painful past say? Well, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What should those that feel defeated say? Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You should be saying, I am not my past. You should be saying, I am not my failures. You have to reinforce positive thoughts in your life by saying, I am not the mistakes that I have made. Stop telling yourself otherwise. Stop letting others tell you otherwise. Stop letting the enemy tell you otherwise. You are doing better Than you feel. You are stronger than you feel. You are an overcomer. You are not broken beyond repair. You are not tarnished beyond being used by God. It's time to break the negative thought patterns in your life and replace them with what God says. If you feel weak, begin to say, I'm strong. If you feel pain, begin to say, I am a new creature. I am not my past. If you feel defeated, begin to say, I am and more than a conqueror, because that is who you are. You are not what was said about you when you were a child. You are not the pain that you suffered in that abusive relationship. You are what God says you are. It's time to break the negative thought patterns. You have to begin to replace them with positive affirmation. And in time and in reinforced relationships of positive affirmation and relationship with God, you will become everything that God has called you to be. Overcoming a negative self-image can be accomplished through God and through intentionally introducing these positive reinforcements into our lives, into our thought patterns Before long, you will see the positive will begin to outweigh the painful. Think on these things. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Why? Because that is how you replace negative thought patterns by reinforcing the positive affirmations of God. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, the listener. Lord Jesus, I understand that right now there are many that are listening to this that are struggling with the pain that they've been through in their past. They are struggling with the abuse. They are struggling with the negative words. They are struggling with the negative self-image. But Lord, you are here right now to remind them that they are none of the things that they have gone through in the past but they are what you have called them to be. And God, I pray right now that you would help somebody break the cycle of thought patterns that has been warring against them and holding them captive for years because now we are free through the power of your spirit. Let it be in their life that they can receive from you all the things they need to step out in faith and know that they are more than conquerors. They are what you have called them to be. They are not what the enemy says. Thanks so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review. Those really do help us get the word out to more people. And if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Maybe text them the link or share it on your social. If you would like to connect, you can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions.